Chapter Fifteen of Bow Brocade by Baroness Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Outlaw. Bow Brocade drew rein on the spur of the hill. He had galloped all the way from the forge out towards the sunset, then on, ever on, over gorse and bracken on red sandy soil and soft carpet of ling on still on overhead on the blue-green dome of the evening sky a giant comet made up of myriads of tiny rose-tipped clouds formed a fairy way ever diminishing ever more radiant pointing westwards to the setting sun where orange and crimson and blue melted in one glorious mist of gold out far away the distant tors glowed in the evening light like great barriers to some mystic elusive land beyond jack-o'-lantern had responded to his master's mood the reins falling loosely on his neck needing neither guide nor spur save the excitement of his own mad career he had continued his wild gallop on the heath until a sudden jerk of the reins brought him to a standstill on the very edge of a steep declivity with quivering flanks and sensitive nerves all a-tremble even as the last ruddy glow died out in the western sky one by one the myriads of rose-tipped clouds now put on their grey cloaks of evening from the rain-soaked ground and dripping branches of bramble or fern a blue mist was rising upwards blending deep shadows and tender lights in one hazy monotone gradually every sound died out upon the heath only from afar came intermittently the mournful booming of a solitary bittern astray from its nest or now and then the sudden quaking of a tuft of grass a tremor amidst the young fronds of the bracken there where a melancholy toad was seeking shelter for the night awesome silent majestic the great moor was at peace the passions the strife the turmoil of mankind seemed far very far away further than that twinkling star which peeped down shy and solitary from across the rolling billows of boundless universe bow brocade stretched out both arms and sighed in an agony of longing fire was in his veins a burning thirst in his heart for something he dared not define how empty seemed his life how wrecked how hopelessly wasted yet he loved the moor the peace the solitude he loved the sunset on the heath and every sound of animal life in this lonesome vastness but to-night one smile from a woman's lips a glow of pride in her eyes just one cluster of snow-white roses at her breast and all the glories of nature in her most lavish mood seemed tame empty oh unutterably poor
nay he would have bartered his very soul at this moment to undo the past few years to be once more jack bathurst of his majesty's regiment of guards before one evening's mistake ruined the whole of his life a quarrel over a game of cards a sudden blind unreasoning rage a blow against his superior officer and this same jack bathurst the dandy about town the gallant enthusiastic promising young soldier was degraded from his military rank and thrown resourceless disgraced banished upon a merciless world that has neither pity nor pardon for failures or mistakes but quite unlike the young earl of stratton young bathurst indulged in no morbid self-condemnation fate and he had thrown the dice and he had lost but there was too much of the untamed devil in him too much spirit of wild adventure to allow him to stoop to the thousand and one expedients the shifts the humiliations which the world holds in store for the broken-down gentleman moneyless friendless with his career irretrievably ruined he yet scorned the life of the outcast or the pariah of that wretched fragment of humanity that hangs on the fringe of society envying the pleasures it can no longer share haunting the gambling booths or noisy brothels of the towns grateful for a nod a handshake from some other fragment less miserable than itself no a thousand times no jack bathurst looked the future that was before him squarely in the face then chose the life of the outlaw with a price upon his head ay and forced that life to yield to him its full measure of delights the rough stormy nights on the moor the wild gallops over gorse and bramble with the keen nor'wester lashing his face and whipping up his blood with a posse of soldiers at his heels the devil may care mad merry existence of the outlaw who cuts a purse by night and carries his life on his saddle-bow that he chose and more for he chose the love of the poor for miles around the blessing spoken by suffering and patient lips upon the name of the highwayman of brocade who took from the rich at risk of his life in order to give to the needy and now at even on brassing moor when a lonely shepherd caught sight of a chestnut horse bearing a slim masked figure on its back or heard in the distance a young voice fresh as a skylark singing some half sad half lively ditty he would turn his weary eyes in simple faith upwards to the stars and murmur gently god bless beau brocade perhaps he had the stars knew but they did not tell End of chapter fifteen